0: across the board. No department would be spared. If the chief had to fire anyone, he'd surely start with a rookie with the Irish temper. If the chief canned me, what would I do? My aspirations of becoming a detective would go down the toilet. Once again, I'd be Megan Luz, aka the loser. As you probably guessed, my pent-up anger had a lot to do with that nickname. I pulled my telescoping baton from my belt and flicked my wrist to extend it. Snap! though my police baton had a different feel from the twirling baton I'd used in high school. I'd quickly learned that with a few minor adjustments to accommodate the distinctive weight distribution, I could perform many of the same tricks with it. I began to work the stick, performing a basic flat spin. The repetitive motion calmed me, helped me think. It was like a twirling metal stress ball. Swish, swish, swish. The chief's door opened, and three men exited all wore navy tees emblazoned with white letters spelling BOMB SQUAD, stretched tight across well-developed packs. Though the BOMB SQUAD was officially part of the Fort Worth Fire Department, the members worked closely with the police. Where there's a bomb, there's a crime, after all. Most likely, these men were here to discuss safety procedures for the upcoming concerts in the Garden. After what happened at the Boston Marathon, extra precautions were warranted for large public events. The guy in front... A blonde with a military-style haircut cut his eyes my way. He watched me spin my baton for a moment, then dipped his head in acknowledgement when my gaze met his. He issued the standard southern salutation. Hey. His voice was deep with a subtle rumble, like far-off thunder warning of an oncoming storm. The guy wasn't tall, but he was broad-shouldered, muscular, and undeniably masculine. He had dark green eyes and a dimple in his chin that drew my eyes downward, over his soft, sexy mouth, and back up again. A hot flash exploded through me. I tried to nod back at him, but my muscles seemed to have atrophied. My hands stopped moving and clutched my baton in a death grip. All I could do was watch as he and the other men continued into the hall and out of sight. Blurg, acting like a frigid virgin. How humiliating! Once the embarrassment waned, I began to wonder. Had the bomb squad guy found me attractive? Was that why he greeted me? Or was he simply being friendly to a fellow public servant? My black locks were pulled back in a tight, torturous bun, a style that enabled me to look professional on the force while allowing me to retain my feminine allure after hours. There were only so many sacrifices I was willing to make for employment, and my long, lustrous hair was not one of them. My freckles showed through my light makeup. Hard to feel like a tough cop if you're wearing too much foundation or more than one coat of mascara. Fortunately, I had enough natural coloring to get by with little in the way of cosmetics. I was a part Irish-American, part Mexican-American mutt, and just enough Cherokee blood to give me an instinctive urge to dance in the rain, but not enough to qualify me for any college scholarships. My figure was neither thin nor voluptuous, but my healthy diet and regular exercise kept me in decent shape. It was entirely possible that the guy had been checking me out, right? I mentally chastised myself. Chill, Megan. I hadn't had a date since I'd joined the force, but so what? I had more important things to deal with at the moment. I collapsed my baton, returned it to my belt, and took a deep breath to calm my nerves. The chief secretary, a middle-aged brunette wearing a polyblend dress, sat at her desk typing a report into the computer. She had twice as much butt as chair, her thighs draping over the sides of the seat. But who could blame her? Judging from the photos on her desk, she'd squeezed out three children in rapid succession. Having grown up in a family of five kids, I knew mothers had little time to devote to themselves when their kids were young and constantly needed mommy to feed them clean up their messes, and bandage their various boo-boos. She wore no jewelry, no makeup, and no nail polish. The chief deserved credit for not hiring a younger, prettier, better-accessorized woman for the job. Obviously, she'd been hired for her mad office skills. She'd handled a half-dozen phone calls in the short time I'd been waiting, and her fingers moved over the keyboard at such a speedy pace. It was a miracle her hands didn't burst into flame. Whatever she was being paid, it wasn't enough. The woman's phone buzzed again, and she punched her intercom button. Yes, sir? She paused a moment. I'll send her in. She hung up the phone and turned to me. The chief is ready for you.